All right, amigos and amigas, welcome back to another episode of A Toda Madre, the podcast. I am not going to front. I owe you an apology because we, I owe you a, a podcast episode from last week. Let me tell you what happened last Monday. So I had my client meeting, my one-to-one that I always have. And then soon after that, I died. I all of a sudden got the stomach flu and I was literally on my ass for the next couple of days. Um, And then Charlie gets sick to the point where we have to go to the ER and lots of sickness, lots of emergencies, which then caused me to miss my VIP day with my coach. But all in all, we're here. We're back. Um, super full transparency. Uh, earlier today, this morning, I went to my friend Sophia's funeral. And even though that was a very sad experience, and I definitely had some solid cries, I also shared my piece and I shared words about her that I... I didn't know that I was going to get to do that, but it was still very, it was really important that I did. Again, that and that's just like a personal thing for me and just something that I want you to know. But we are keeping it light. We're keeping it fun. Not that I'm not sad because I am. But there's other things that I wanted to talk to you about today that I had meant and saved for last week. Now, I wanted to talk to you all about my birthday last week. So this episode is literally going to be called One Time for the Birthday Bitch. I hope I'm able to write out the word bitch on this podcast episode, like for the title. But again, you guys know I record it and I literally throw it up because that's just how I roll. So I hope that I'm able to name it that. However, I'm an Aries. I love my birthday. I love getting older. Um, turning 33 doesn't phase me. I love threes. Um, and as a matter, as a matter of fact, um, people who are like into numerology and stuff, so it's 33. So it's like threes in a row. And when I looked up the meaning to that, there's a lot of like, of course, like woo-woo spiritual meaning, which I'm down for. But also there's a lot of like Jesus things that go down with it too. And I'm with that as well. So lots of goodness coming in for me in 33 and I'm, I'm here for it. Now with that though, and I think we can all agree that as you're getting older though, your body starts to change. There's different things happening. Um, Drake and I are in a complete agreement that like before we could totally smash a pizza and nothing would happen to us. And now we have to like go easy. Um, I will be super transparent. I am a tequila girl. Like I can drink tequila or at least I used to, but I have to tell you like now I've noticed that liquor, like liquor, liquor really hurts my stomach now. If I have a beer, if I have a seltzer, whatever, like I'm cool. I'm fine. I can drink several. I'm a champagne girl now, but I can't do liquor anymore. It literally upsets my stomach and 
I mean, you're here to hear it first, like literally. I I've kind of just like mentally decided that I'm not I'm not really going to drink hard liquors anymore because it really does hurt my stomach. And it's not even about the cruda or the hangover. It's literally that it hurts my stomach the next day. Like my stomach is just upset. Anyways, so again, all of these new lessons that come as we get older, right? And but it's also about learning and normalizing just new versions and levels of ourselves. And that's kind of what I want today's episode is to be about. Because listen, if you think like, okay, like we get TMI with Sylvia, this episode is about to be really fucking TMI. I'm actually like really excited about it just because I really like to have girl talk conversations. I really enjoy having conversations that you would have when you're drunk and in the bathroom, waiting to use the bathroom when you're talking to other people. Um, sure, in our 20s, it was about like, you know, the guy we were dating at the time. Or like, should I drop the fucking class? It was probably yes to both of those. Guys, sorry, if you can hear Drake, he is saying, oh man, to something. I don't know what, because I'm literally recording this podcast episode. But if you heard him, that's what he's doing. So I'm 33 in 2023. And I want you to know that I'm about to be super transparent right now. So I breastfed Charlie for a year and a year and some change. I'd say like maybe a year and two or three months. And I'm really proud of that. Was breastfeeding super hard? Yes. Was it absolutely worth it? Yes. Would I do it again for my kid? Yup. But was it really fucking hard and did I complain a lot? And sometimes if I spilled it, would I cry? And was it a pain in the ass to wash all the tools and the tubery and all of the other shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. I will. I'll be real fucking honest about that too. But when I finished breastfeeding, I was like really excited. I was like, okay, cool. Like one less really big thing that I have to do that comes with all of these parts and all of these pieces, like I'm done. And I was really excited about that. But I'm not going to lie to you. Within the last couple of months, my boobs have been hurting. My breasts were hurting. Sorry for people who are like, just say it. Um, They've been hurting. And again, like super transparent, I would like ask Drake and I had asked Sierra and I'd be like, dude, like, just just tell me if you feel anything, you know? And Drake is like, honey, I really don't. And, and cause again, obviously I would just, you know, time and a place, like I wouldn't be like when we're getting down, like asking him that I'd be like, Hey, okay. Like, I just want you to like really come to this subjectively and be super analytical. Like, do you feel anything? And everybody would just be, I, I say everybody, like it's a lot of people, but literally like Sierra and my husband. And they'd be like, no, like we're really, I really don't feel anything. There's no lump. There's no whatever. But I was always feeling pain. And even if I like laid on my tummy, it was like this soreness or this like painfulness. And even when I took my bra off, and again, super transparent, um, my boobs are not as like perky as they used to be. Um, I breastfed Charlie and yeah, these puppies like, like to little hang a little bit. And I noticed that even when I took my bra off, 
I would feel like soreness from them just like dropping a little bit. And I was like, dude, this isn't fucking normal. This is not fucking normal. I should not feel pain like this all the time. And so I'm, of course, I made, I made an appointment to go see my OBGYN. And I want to have this conversation because, again, women, as we're just like getting older or as you're scheduling doctor's appointments, I want this to be a point of do not wait shit out no matter how busy you are. Do not wait shit out even if it feels like, oh, this is really inconvenient or I don't want to do this or I don't feel like I have the bandwidth for it right now. Getting answers, getting checked, staying on top of your actual health, like your physical health, is really fucking important. And it's not something that we should just like, oh, I should show up to the occasion. No, like this is one of the pieces that I teach inside my coaching is the literal part of self-care. And I know people are like, oh, I know what my self-care is. And it's so funny because then they sit in that first class of my coaching program and they're like, oh, shit. I don't know myself like this. Yeah, I know, babe. I know. And again, one of the the definitions that I teach about self-care is having a legitimate concern or regard for yourself. But like being about it, like being like, ooh, I am concerned. Like the way we show up for our kids, like fucking mama bear. Having the same kind of energy, but for yourself. So anyways, okay. I make the appointment for my OBGYN. Shout out to Lilac. They have no idea I'd have this podcast, but it's fine. And um, uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Yes, they are all white doctors, but I don't care. Like, I actually believe in those white ladies. So yeah, I'm I'm literally sitting here thinking, but no, they're... everybody's fucking awesome the staff is great uh they also delivered charlie like fucking beep beep pop pop fantastic anyways so i make the appointment and of course it's like two to three weeks out and this is another piece about womanhood that we don't talk about is just how we have to a lot of times sit in the anxiety of waiting for that appointment And we have to sit in that space of like, okay, I don't know what's wrong. This could all be normal. But at the same time, like you're just sitting in the anxiousness of not knowing. And that is a part of getting older, right? Again, just like having this concern over your health, over you, over your body, over your brain, etc. And so there I am. I'm waiting my two to three weeks and I'm texting Gaia and I'm texting Sierra and uh, Gaia, as a matter of fact, was the one who was like, are you, are you going to be okay? Like, how, how do you feel? And, and we had this genuine conversation of how frustrating it is that, you know, anywhere in the healthcare service, it's like, there's a shortage or people aren't there or again, it, it it requires a wait because there's not enough people to help people. So I was like, okay. And I, I told her, I was like, yes, I'm going to be fine because I'm just going to sit in the fact that like, I don't know anything. So I can't freak out over something I don't know yet. And I said, but 
probably the day before my appointment. I might freak out a little bit because then I'm really sitting in the anxiety of it all. But I do a pretty good job of like, okay, I'm not going to freak out until right before because I don't want it to just rob me every day of like being in the present because there's nothing I can fucking do until that appointment. Anyways, so I go to the appointment. As a matter of fact, all of you guys saw me go to that appointment uh, because I shared it on IG, but I didn't share what I was there for because again, I wanted to wait for this podcast episode, which then jokes on me because I got sick. Um... I go to the appointment and of course it was the day to like do a whole routine check and of course for women when it's a whole routine check it's literally let's look at the insides and have a whole routine check. Um, I want you guys to know also that I am a recovering asshole and so in very uncomfortable spaces I'm very witty. Um, and so I make sharp comments and they've all known me for a really long time because obviously like they were with me even before I was pregnant with Charlie. Um, but let me tell you, I was a fucking peach during pregnancy. And um, so, of course, they're like, OK, everything off. Use this little robe with the opening to the front and then cover, you know, your uh, lower half with this piece of paper. <laughs> right. It's like a fucking sheet. It's a paper sheet. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, so no dinner first. And they're like, ha, 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 Sylvia. Like, yeah. Like, they're just so used to me. Pobrecitas. Anyways. Doctor comes in. We say, what's up? She's like, hey, how's your baby? Show me a picture. Blah, blah, blah. Again, love these people. They really, like, fucking know you. And she does a check. And again, I am a recovering asshole. And so I laugh because I'm really fucking uncomfortable. And then she goes through the breast exam. And she even tells me, are you laughing because you're uncomfortable and you just want me to just like keep doing my thing? Or are you laughing because you're uncomfortable and you need me to stop? And I was like, nope, doc, I'm really fucking uncomfortable. I trust you. Keep doing your thing, even though I'm chuckles the fucking clown over here. And she's like, okay, cool. So she does her thing and she's like, well, Sylvia, I can see where you're coming from of like the concern of like things hurt, but you're right. There's no lump. There's no nothing. There's nothing that I can feel. And she's like, but what I think it is, is that the tissue inside of your breast has stretched. And because you stopped breastfeeding, it's kind of like stretching its way back. So again, if you're not a mom, if you've never had a child or you've never breastfed or whatever, I'm fucking telling you that even when you think you've done your job to the best of your entirety let me tell you after you're done breastfeeding apparently your boobs aren't done (laughs) so apparently my boobs just have stretched tissue so they're stretching back and also I'm in the process of like I wouldn't say I'm like intensely losing weight but like I am getting back on the peloton I mean I'm trying to get into a rhythm of like okay this is what my workout looks like. I'm also riding my bike a lot more, etc. And so she's like, especially if you're one of those people who like when you gain weight, you gain it in your boobs. Again, your boobs can expand or, or drop when you lose the weight, etc. It just depends how you hold weight. And I was like, oh, really fucking fun. Love this for me. And so again, I want to just say, I know that this is a podcast about my birthday and like we're going to get to the fun shit. But I wanted to just have a genuine conversation around the fact that 
your physical overall health is really fucking important and you deserve to have answers. You don't need to live through the pain. And that's a constant message that I'm telling people all the time. Like if your back is killing you, go to the chiropractor. If you, again, like your, your boobs hurt or you notice something with your discharge or whatever, and I'm being just like front with it because I wouldn't be fucking scared to tell you this to your face. Make the call, make the appointment. And again, I know that we all have like, we can all go back and forth about like, well, then that requires money and resources and healthcare and all of this shit. Absolutely. I understand, but you are worth feeling okay. You are worth feeling good and happy and healthy because you deserve it. And even if that makes means like making payments, lo que sea, whatever the case is, you deserve it. You deserve to have a good quality of life. And so I, I really just wanted to share that story for anybody who's been putting off shit that they know that they're supposed to get taken care of. Because that's a part of getting old. And I don't want to even say like getting old because I don't really believe in that. It's just like we're just getting better, but we have to get better at taking care of ourselves. And that's the honest fucking truth. Your knees hurt, get some pomada, get a fucking ointment, use your CBD, whatever. But do something where you physically feel like, oh, okay, I'm actively taking part in the way I take care of myself. You out here with a fucking weighted blanket so you could sleep better? Sis, yes. Do I take melatonin to go out to bed at night? Yup. Do I also do my part in sitting in the sun to make sure I get the vitamin D that I'm needed? Yeah. So that's that's one part of cheers to uh, one time for the birthday, bitch, okay? 33 in 2023. Now here's my second point. Well, it's going to be the main point. When my birthday comes around, I love to look at my life as a whole. And again, this is one of the biggest things that I teach inside of my coaching, whether it's in group program or one-on-one or whatever. One of the biggest things that I teach is doing the self-work to embrace all of your journey is the biggest part of doing the self-work. Because a lot of times we like to like cut or omit or disassociate from pain, from things that are painful, from things we don't like to think about or wounds that are still continuing to hurt us. But that ain't it either. And when my birthday comes around, I really try to do a good job of sitting with it all and being like, wow, even in the times where life was really shitty or I was super fucking it up, those are all part of my journey. And whether I like it or not, those versions of myself or every single version of myself is a limited addition and is only here for a limited amount of time. I sound like a motherfucking commercial. I know that, but I'm going to say that again. All of the versions of yourself are limited edition and are only here for a limited amount of time. Why? Because you are always evolving. You are always growing and you are always changing because that is what we do. 
We evolve, we grow, we learn, we inspire, we transpire, all of the things. And so every year when my birthday comes around, I look at all of these versions of myself. And there was a version of myself in my early 20s. And again, this is things that I really share inside of my program where I'm really fucking it up. I'm making mistakes left and right. And even though before I used to like cringe at the thought of it, I think about it now and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I made those mistakes because it opened the door to not be afraid of failing. Um, I, I, and the other piece of me is like being a people pleaser. I'm glad that I exhausted myself enough when I was a people pleaser, that I'm exhausted myself to the point of burnout because now I always think about that specific memory and that specific time because it was during a Christmas that I was like, I fucking hate Christmas and I never want to feel like this ever again. It was the true straw that broke the camel's back for me to be like, I'm going to do the self-work because I'm done living for everyone else and I'm going to live for me. And I've never fucking looked back and it has always made me choose me every single fucking time. Now, I also love to look at my career self. Literally, IG memories of last year popped up where I'm sitting in my classroom and I'm telling you guys, my job and my career no longer fulfill me. I don't enjoy what I do. I don't like the environment I work in. And the school system needs help. And I can't be here anymore to just be one of those people that constantly gets shit on because we can't figure it out. And I'm not going to take any guilt. I'm not going to take any flack because I know that I can serve my community in a different way elsewhere where I'm healthier, happier, and still providing help for my community. And that was just last year. But then I think about the career self, like little me back in college when she just transferred to ASU and she was what, 19, 20 years old. Oh, and I like this Sylvia because this is the Sylvia that tried to, um, assimilate. I think that's the word. Yeah. She tried to assimilate and be a a blonde girl like all of the other girls at ASU and that's when she tried to be like the blonde Latina and I was still straightening my hair at the time and then I had this like light blonde hair I was doing the blonde Mexican thing okay and and I'm not fucking scared to tell you that why because I needed to experience that because now I have no problem being exactly who I fucking am I'm not out here in these streets trying to look like anybody else because I'm happy with what I have. Why? Because I've done the self-work and it is okay for me. And I feel safe enough to venture into these other versions of myself with complete comfortableness and recognize, wow, look at all of my growth. 
Look at how much I've learned in all of these areas. And I like it because I also think of that blonde version of myself because she was so young. And I also think about the person I was dating at that time and how that was never going to work. And how, again, I learned so many things. If your best friend doesn't like him, it ain't going to work. Your friendship is really important and should be factored into the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. You don't have to give up your friends to be with the person that you're romantically in, like into. And vice versa. And I remember being in college and being so scared, especially in my, uh, in like my actual major. Cause I, again, I went to school to be a speech therapist. Let me tell you, there's not a lot of fucking Latinas as a matter of fact. And I don't know if Lauren ever listens to this podcast, but me and Lauren, I'm pretty sure we're the only fucking Latinas. I want to say there was maybe like eight of us in the entire fucking program, but there weren't that many. And I remember thinking to myself, Wow. Maybe this is a room I'm not supposed to be in. But regardless, I chose to be there. Regardless, I still graduated. Regardless, I worked as a speech therapist for fucking, what, 10, 11 years. And again, it's about thinking how those versions of ourselves served for something. They provided evidence that you just choose to not see or you don't give yourself enough credit for. And even as a mom, and listen, I'm new in this fucking neighborhood, okay? I'm fresh two years. But one thing that Charlie has super taught me is the fact that I have to trust myself because he totally trusts me. Even when I'm overwhelmed, even when he's like super overstimulating to me, all of the things, he super trusts me. So I need to trust myself. Because there is not a single mother in the whole world that ever looks at their child and says, let me make a decision that's going to hurt them. No. We're doing the best we can with what we have with the tools that we're given. And our kids are prime examples of that. And listen, my parents tell me all the time, I do que, que quieres de comer and like, háblale, platícale, pregúntale. My parents give me flack all the time. Sorry, for everybody who does not speak Spanish, they're always like, oh, you always talk to him. You're always giving him options and choices and explaining things to him. And I'm like, yes, yes, because this is the way we're choosing to parent. Totally, 100%. But that's us. That's our generation. I mean, I don't think I've ever come across anybody who's like, yeah, whatever. But again, with every single birthday, I love to remind me and I'm going to remind you that it's so important to normalize me 
in all spaces. And I'm not saying me as in Sylvia. I'm saying me as in you, the person listening to this. You need to normalize you in all spaces, in your career, in your passion project, in uh, who you are as a daughter, in who you are as a person, like the woman, in your career, as a mother, all of it. Even normalize the version of yourself who's your mean, bad girl, inner critic. Normalize that girl and sit with her. Normalize those thoughts. Because also we need to spend a lot of time normalizing all of the lessons and all of the wisdom gained in all of those versions of ourselves. Because you got to be ready, okay? You got to be ready to have that evidence when imposter syndrome walks through the door. When you want to be real critical and real mean, you got to be ready. And so again, like I said before, I wanted to drop this episode because again, I want to normalize the fact that any version of yourself is a limited edition and is only available for a limited amount of time. And if I'm going to really wrap it all back together, I went to Soph's funeral today. And it's interesting because the um, priest, (laughs) I was like, pastor is Christian church, what's the Catholic church? The priest today, like his whole uh, uh Charla was about death is an ultimate reminder of stop wasting your time. That's literally not what he said, but like that was like the point basis. And I said that a couple weeks ago on the podcast I did where like I just poured my heart out. And that's so crazy because I didn't know he was going to say that today. But again, as I celebrate my birthday, as I look at all of these versions of me, stop wasting your time, but also recognize that these versions of you are limited edition. And there's going to be a new version on its way. Or are you limiting yourself And limiting the type of versions you're becoming because you're not putting yourself in a space where you can really be expansive. Really put your growth to the limit. And I just want you to be straight up with yourself. You don't need your friend to die in order for you to change. And I say change very loosely because I fucking hate that word too, but you don't need your friend to die in order for you to stop wasting time. Start really amplifying the time you have and really get expansive with the person that you are becoming, the person that you're trying to be, the person that you're trying to get back to. Because all that is relevant. (coughs) Excuse me. So I'm going to leave you with that (coughs) because I'm going to apparently have a choke attack. So I'm going to be on later because I have a Love is Blind podcast episode coming up. (coughs) And I'm going to get off before I choke to death and you hear it. 
But as always, Sylvia Brands, the self-trust and confidence coach, always encouraging you to live life a toda madre because you fucking can. A lot of love, y'all. Bye.